never in a place where you can't do something to work toward your dream. And I would encourage you to always keep dreaming and, and to write your dreams down and just keep them flowing through your mind and your head and in your heart. And I think that if we stifle our dreams, we lose our sense of who, are, who we are, what we want, and what we love to do. The Cranberries, Gabrielle, Fleetwood Mac, and Lecrae have tracks about it. Langston Hughes, Edgar Allan Poe, and William Blake wrote poems about it. And today, we are talking about it. Can you guess what it is? Dreams, dreams, dreams. Hello and welcome to Hungry Woman at Work, the podcast for the woman who wants to thrive at work without losing her soul. I'm Navelia Malloy, and I am so glad you could join us on our show today. As children, we are encouraged to keep on dreaming, to pursue our dreams no matter what. We're told that we can do anything, achieve anything if we just keep dreaming. And then we grow up, and as adults, we're told to stop dreaming. In fact, we're told to grow up and get a life. But the guest on our show today says that Regardless of our age or stage of life, we need to keep on dreaming. In fact, if you're a mom and you're listening, she's especially got a message for you today. So if you have a dream in your heart and you're really believing it will come to pass, or if you once had a dream but along the way you've become disappointed or jaded about even having dreams, please keep listening. Something that really excites me about today's episode is the fact that we have our first cross-continental guest on our show. Yay! (laughs) If you don't know, Hungry Women at Work is based in Johannesburg, South Africa. And our guest today, Erika Blocker, spoke to us all the way from Burlington, New Jersey. God bless technology, right? Now, Erica is a side business success strategist. She's a podcaster and the founder of Moms with Dreams University. She's also a certified coach. So consider this episode a bit of a free coaching session. Our gift to you today. I feel like Oprah. (laughs) I had such fun getting to know Erica. And by the end of our chat, I feel like I'm ready to add my name again to the list of Dreamers Hall of Fame. I think you will be too. Take a listen. Hello, Erica Blocker, and thank you for joining us on the line all the way from Burlington, New Jersey. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure and an honor to be here. (laughs) I am beyond excited. So uh, for our listeners, this is the first ever guest beyond South African borders. Um, So I am excited on so many levels, but I really just want to thank you, Erica, for your time and um, honoring us with um, sharing your wisdom here today and going through border um, and time zone exchanges to have this conversation with us. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. Like I said, it's my honor and pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. (laughs) Thanks so much. So Erica, I mean, I don't, I don't believe in woman envy, but boy, I am seriously inspired by your resume. 
So you, <laughs> you are a mom of four teenagers, which, I mean, that's full-time enough, right? You're also a certified mm-hmm. coach. You're a side mm-hmm. business success strategist, which we'll talk about a bit later. You're a podcaster and founder of Mom, Moms with Dreams University. And you're the curator of an Amazon bestseller called Motherhood, Dreams and Success. You can have it all. Boy, oh boy. So many roles to you. Who are you truly? Tell us about the, will the real Erica please stand up and tell us who she is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the real Erica will stand up. Thank you for that um, lovely interview of introduction, I should say. And um, I, let's see, the real Erica is laid back. She is very loving and caring. I love to encourage people, especially moms, but just in general, I think that a lot of people, if you ask them if anything about me, they would say that I'm always a positive spirit. I bring light into wherever I go. I try to always look at things from a positive perspective and just encourage people and let everyone know that there's so much more to life. Like we can't focus on the negative and we need to focus on the opportunities and the possibilities and our dreams and all the things that we can create in our lives. Sure. And let's see, where did I, where did I come? I don't know if you want, is that enough? Or do you want me to go a little bit deeper? Please go a bit deeper. Or? No, this is your moment. <laughs> <laughs> My grandmother, she says that she always knew that I would grow up to do this kind of work. And it's so wow. funny because I, yeah, it's so, it's really funny. I was just talking to her the other night, but I was saying, Your I was like, Granny, how did you know still that? alive? Yes, and she's 88 years old, what? and she looks like she's 60. Mm-hmm. Wow. No, yes, okay. I, wow. I have to send you a picture of Please her do. after this. Please do. Please do. Well, I think you yes. must have gotten your genes from her because, I mean, I keep, I look at your Instagram post and I'm like, how are you the mom of four teenagers? But okay, <laughs> let me not derail you. Now we know it's the genes are there on your side. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, my grandmother looks very young and she still is very young at heart. And so I think that I also have her genes and then just the idea of like being young at heart, I think really helps us. And plus I was a young, I was a young mom. So I started off when, at a very young age. So, sure. um, so but yeah, so anyway, back moms. to my story, my grandmother, yeah. yeah, my grandmother said that she always knew I would become like doing, grow into this work. And I didn't believe, like, I never would have thought it basically because I, I've always been very shy, quiet, um, like to be in the background, don't like a lot of attention, sure. but then as I grew up, I realized that, and once I went through things like the, you know, the things in my life that I experienced, I realized that I had to share them because there were other women who could benefit from my experiences and my journey. And so that's kind of where I got my voice to speak up and, and talk and be doing and do the work that I'm doing right now. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. Sure. So, I mean, Moms with Dreams, how did it come about? Tell us um, where you got to with it. What was the vision behind it? Uh, Where did the dream start? Okay. So the dream really wasn't, it it was born out of a very devastating divorce that I went through. And once I was going through the divorce, I realized, oh my goodness, I I'm no longer going to be someone's wife. So who sure. is the real Erica? Like you said earlier, sure. like, will the real Erica please stand up? Wow, wow. <laughs> and, and a few years ago, had you asked me that question, Billy, I would have been stumbling like, I have no idea who she is. Like, because I totally lost my identity 
being a mother and a wife and being so entrenched in those roles and just so like committed to being the perfect mother and the perfect wife that I totally lost sight of who I was. So during that transition of going through the divorce and putting my life back together, I realized that I wasn't probably wasn't the only woman who went through that. And I wanted to create something to support other moms who felt like they had a vision for their lives, but it was just so, so much bigger than what they were living and that they felt um, kind of, kind of like they felt like they were being selfish if they pursued their dreams and goals and they didn't want to feel like they were sacrificing their children. Like all the things that I went through when I transitioned into doing this work and, and feeling guilty about it. So Mm. I started a a meetup Mm. group. Okay. The local meetup group. And it was called my, I made it called, I made it moms with dreams. (laughs) And (laughs) at the time dreams was, it was, um, Oh my gosh, why am I drawing a blank? (laughs) It was an acronym. Dreams was an acronym. It stood for determination, resilience, energy, ambition, and motivation. That's what it said. Moms with dreams, right? So that was that. Yeah, I did that for a while. We did the meetup group. And then I co-authored my first book. And then I was like, oh, this is really cool. And then I did my own book, like I was a co-author in someone else's book. And then I decided to do my own book. And then from there, I created Moms with Dreams University, which is the online platform, because I wanted to expand into something where women could go and learn either more about themselves or learn about starting a business or working in a career and starting a business, like all the different things that I heard women talk about over and over again. I wanted to create a platform to help them to bring those dreams to fruition. So that's how that started. And then I launched my podcast in May of 2015 because I felt like I needed a new platform to reach more people and to help share stories of women who were doing amazing things. So that's that's kind of how it all got started. Sure. I mean, I'm inspired um, continually just hearing this. And um, just for the sake of our listeners, I mean, uh, how I found you is, um, I guess, on my own little journey as a mom with dreams. Um, And a few, it's probably now just over a month and a half ago that I was searching online for how to prioritize life as a working mom. And I was looking for podcasts and you were one of the top searches that came up, sounded intriguing. And wow. I thought, okay, let's take a listen. And I stumbled across um, an episode uh, called How to Write the Vision. And I, w- I will talk about it a bit later, but I just want to say from that first episode, I was completely hooked. Um, I happened Aww. to be listening to it at home and my husband walked in while I was listening to it. He was doing something else and he just stopped and he's like, mm, yeah, this is good. This is good stuff, man. Um, and what I liked about what you shared, because you shared in one of your episodes also that you're you're quite specific with the kinds of women you feature on your show. And it just resonated so much with me and, and the vision that we have for Hungry Women at Work, which is, you know, really to to tell the stories of the woman who the woman who's thriving without losing her soul, you know, without compromising who she is. Um, so, and and I just want to share with our listeners what's, what I found so incredible about you was that I just thought, girl, I just want to tell this woman that she's awesome and um, she's all the way in the States. I'm all the way in sunny South Africa, on the other side of the globe. Um, 
Would she be keen? I, I thought, you know what, let me go out on a limb here and reach out to her and find out if she'd be keen to be featured on the show or if not, if we could perhaps curate a part of one of your podcasts, especially that episode, to share with our Hungry Women at Work listeners. And listeners, would you believe that um, I sent an email all the way from the side of the world and not only did this woman respond within like under 24 hours, I mean, how is that for amazing? Uh, she also said yes to being featured on the show. So um, I just, yeah, I'm, I'm still in awe that this is actually happening. Um, but I just want to say thank you. When you speak about who the real Erica is, I mean, I haven't met you yet, but this generosity of heart, this just willingness to share your wisdom with women all over the world is astounding. And I really salute you for that. Thank you. Oh my goodness, Navelle, you're going to make me cry <laughs> over here. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> if you could see me, I'm blushing. I'm like, I have tears welling up in my eyes. Thank you so much for that. I really, I don't, I don't even know what to say beyond that. You are inspiring me to keep doing the work that I do, because as you probably know, it's, it's hard work. It's not easy yep. to, yep. to give and to be of service all the time. And sometimes you don't even know if your message is being received. Absolutely. And sometimes you feel like, am I doing all of this work for nothing? Does anyone even care? Sure. <laughs> so, to, you know, and to, and to really, and to hear you say that it really, really speaks to my heart. And I just, I want to thank you from my heart and to really salute you for the work that you're doing as well, because your work is just as important. And I cannot wait to listen to your podcast now <laughs> and hear <laughs> more about you and learn all about what you're doing in sunny South Africa. Sure. Thanks lady. But okay. Still onto you because, um, you know, you're the one that's always inter interviewing people. So people need to hear about you now. So um, I just want to ask you on on dreams and the power of dreams. Why why should we have dreams? I mean, is it even realistic for moms to find time to dream? Like how <laughs> how realistic is it? And um, and why should we why why should we still have dreams as moms who have so much to do? Well, I believe that the dreams that we have aren't our own. I believe that God placed them in our hearts for a reason because he knows that he created us to live those dreams and to and and then our dreams align with our purpose too. Yes. So, I believe that it's part of our human right to have dreams and sure. to fulfill them and to live a, a purpose-driven life. And I especially believe that it's important for moms to never stop dreaming because if they're not dreaming, and they're not fulfilling their lives and they're not feeling like they like they're doing anything outside and let me not let me be clear i'm not i'm not saying that being a mom is is not a great thing cuz yeah. i love my children and i know that we all love our children yes. but there's more i feel like there from so many years i felt like there was so much more to my life that i just couldn't figure out how to do it what it was how to do it but it was just gnawing at me like it wouldn't stop Sure. I would try to like say, oh, no, I'll wait till the kids get older or yep. I'll wait until this and that. I'll wait until this and that. But it kept coming back. And so I realized that it wasn't it wasn't about me. Like it wasn't about me saying no to this dream. I didn't have a choice, to be honest. Like It was just sure. like it's going to keep bothering me until I <laughs> do something. So <laughs> but but um, as far as it being realistic, I feel like. Although at times we feel so overwhelmed by having so many things 
there may be times and pockets of time in our lives where we can't actually act on our dreams and do yeah. like take those major steps and do the things that, like we can't just, you know, up and quit our jobs. A lot of us where we mm-hmm. can't just travel all across the world. We have to, you know, be realistic about our reality. Yeah. But at the same time, you can you should never stop dreaming and you should and you, there's always a way to do something to work toward your dreams. Mm. And what I mean by that is if you're, for example, if your children are little, I remember when my children were babies and my children are back to back. So they're their steps, essentially. Um, they it was it was a lot. <laughs> wow. It was. Yeah, it was a lot. They are. um they're, they were born in 98, 99, and 2001, the three younger ones. So they literally were all babies at once. Wow. And <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so I remember like feeling so frustrated because I was in school. I was work, I was in college at that time and I was trying to finish my degree and I just felt so overwhelmed. And what I realized was that although I couldn't do it the way my friends were doing it, like they were you know, off at college, living the college life, I could still take a class here or there. And I took some online classes because it gave me more flexibility. So I say that to say, wherever you are in your journey of motherhood, it's never, it's never, you're never in a place where you can't do something to work toward your dream. And I would encourage you to always keep dreaming and, and to write your dreams down and just keep them flowing through your mind and your head and in your heart, because eventually you will have more time and space and you want to have, you know, you want to be in a place where you can know exactly what it is that you want to do. And, and I think that if we stifle our dreams, we lose our sense of who are, who we are, what we want and what we love to do. Yo, sure. I think that's so powerful. I mean, I, yeah, um, that sense of who we are and what we've called to do. Um, and it's so easy for that to get lost along the way. It really is. Now, um, you, you spoke about, I mean, and uh, um, I've heard that you consider yourself a side business strategist. So is that um, something where you encourage women to do the things that they're called to do, but still within the context of, of their reality? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. In the context of working a full-time job, in the context of having a family and other obligations, and making it so that you can create the business around your lifestyle versus having to change your lifestyle to start your business. Through your through your work with the book, um, and then also obviously through your podcast and through your your work as a coach, you've gotten to listen to the story of hundreds of women from various parts of the world. Have you picked up on any universal themes for us as women? Are there things that are consistently holding us back or, um, you know, stopping us from achieving um, all that we've been called to be as women? Are there any universal themes that you've come across? That's another great question, Navelia. Wow. <laughs> um, I, I have. I, I feel like so many times I feel, I hear the, I hear women talk about mom guilt mm-hmm. as one of the things mm-hmm. that holds them back and makes them feel like they shouldn't pursue their goals and dreams. And there's also the fear, the fear of not knowing enough, the fear of being exposed as a fraud, 
because, you know, when you're sure. just getting started, you're starting a business and you really have no experience. And maybe you've been a stay at home mom forever, but you have a passion to start a business and you have no experience, but you know that that's something you can do because you love it. You might feel like you're being fraudulent because you don't really have the skills and the whatever behind you. So I hear women talk about oh. the self-sabotage. Yes, the, um, yes. Right. The self-sabotage, the fears, the like talking themselves out of doing things, not feeling like they're good enough mm. and just feeling like, oh, how can I make money doing this? That's another big thing. Like women, <laughs> I think that we struggle <laughs> with putting the value, the, the value on what we do and who we are. I, we have a hard time, I think, um, monetizing our value mm. Mm. and expressing that with confidence. Wow. And also showing up with confidence too. Like we, because we're in such a male dominated, male dominated society, when we show up as women, it's kind of like, oh, we either have to be tough and masculine or we're going to be, we won't be taken seriously. Yes. So it's that idea of finding your confidence and finding your voice as well, which is, which I've heard over and over again. Absolutely. Absolutely. Lady, one of your um, your tools um, that you offer as a coach is something called action and implementation mode. Um, do you want to briefly touch on that and tell us a bit more about, because I, I just liked it when I saw, I saw it on your site and I thought, <laughs> this is something I need in my life, an action and implementation mode. <laughs> tell us a bit yes. more about that. <laughs> of course. Thank you so much. Yes. So that's something I created because I was stuck in information consumption mode forever. Like I am, I'm a learner by nature. I love school. I love to learn and I love learning new things. But, and I also learned, I, I realized that once you're, especially when you're first getting started in something new, there is a lot you need to learn, but you can also get stuck in that mode of, oh, I need to learn more. I need to, I need to know this before I can start. Yes. And so yes. actually, Right. Right. Yeah. Do you agree? I think. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, <laughs> and then before you know it, you get distracted with the learning process and you're not doing anything. You're just consuming. So it's like, OK, we have to learn how to first become aware that we're stuck in that particular mode and to find a way out of it. So the action implement, implementation mode is just it's very simple. It's helping you focus on small actions that you can take, whether they're daily actions, weekly actions, monthly actions, you can set your own pace. But the, the point is that you take action and start doing those things that are going to get you closer to your goals and dreams versus just continuing to consume and sit back and watch other people. So do you have any um, productivity hacks or time hacks to share with those of us who are a bit liberal in our concept of time. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I love that. I love, love, love that. It's so funny. So yes, I do have some productivity hacks and they're not like the typical, like you might hear experts say, Oh, do this, do that. My things are so simple. Navalia. Like I try to keep things really relevant and relatable. I love and it. so I one love of the it. things, thank you. Thank you so much. One of the things that I don't do I don't watch TV like, okay. I mean, every now and then. Right. So, I mean, I just actually, let me, let me be, let me be totally transparent. I just started watching TV a little bit here and there. I found a couple of shows that I like. Yeah. And so I will sit down and watch a little bit of TV, but for the most part, I won't turn my television on for days, maybe sometimes weeks at a time, because I just know that it's such a time waster. Yep. And yep. I, it, before you know it, you sit down to watch 
30 minutes a 30 minute show and it turns into an hour an hour and a half two hours and you burn <laughs> you know <and> you... <laughs> yes I know this and then right mm-hmm. and then you look around and you're so mad at yourself you're like man I was supposed to do this when yep. I got home from work and that and I didn't do anything and then you go to bed like all upset with yourself because you're like oh I had this big plan and I was going to do this yes. but so the so, you know, and then, you know, if you love TV, because it could be one of the things you love, just limit your time. So mm. what I so always good. ask my, so my what I what I ask my clients to do when I first start working with them is we go through this exercise where we create a time block sheet, a time block sheet. So I'll have them for seven days, write down. It's like a little calendar and there's each day of the week and there's like a grid from the time you wake up, say 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. at night. And I have them track their time where they're seeing what they're doing. So like if, if 6 a.m. to 6.30 is their morning ritual, they're getting ready, they might do some meditation, that's great. So put that in your block mm-hmm. and go through the whole entire day blocking off your time. And at the end of the week, you'll go back and you'll say, wow, you know, between eight and nine, I'm on social media. I'm just flicking through, you know, Facebook and Instagram. And then I hop on over and do you know. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a roast and someone's paying you someone's actually paying you to roast them for what they're doing with their time i love it <laughs> that is called monetizing right. a talent right there lady well done to you <laughs> <laughs> but you know what so and at the end of the week you can literally look at your time your time chart and you would have found maybe two to five maybe ten hours of time that you didn't even know you had because our excuse, our biggest excuse typically is that we don't have enough time. Right. 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 I hear that. That's one of the things I should have mentioned that in the previous question when you asked what's one of the things I hear all the time. It's, oh, I don't have time to do X, Y, Z. I don't have time to start a business. I don't have time to go to school. So you find these pl- pockets of time where you can then turn them into pr- productive time versus time wasters. And then that's where you can start off with the little actions that we, you know, that you talk about and, and figure out and start implementing some of those things. So first is finding the time that you need because everyone has enough time. It's just a matter of prioritizing your time and using it in the best way. Mm. Wow. Um, uh, cue applause right here. Like just <laughs> raise the applause right here. I need oh, to know, this you. is really powerful stuff. I just need to know, do you do coaching sessions across the borders of the United States? And how does someone in South Africa get hold of you for one of those coaching <laughs> sessions? <laughs> I do. I coach, I coach virtually for the most part. Most of my clients are virtual. So, yes. So if they want to reach out to me, someone please email me because I don't, um, that's the quick, quickest way to see me or to find me. I'm not on Facebook all the time. I'm not on Instagram all the time. Mm-hmm. So you can email me directly at Erica at momswithdreams.com and we'll set up a time to chat and we'll figure out, you know, what you need. And if I'm the best, if we're a good match for each other and then we'll kind of go from there. Brilliant. That's Erica at momswithdreams.com. 
Sure. Yep. I I feel like we could spend so much time talking, um, but in the interest of respecting your time um, and um, and also because I want to have, I, you're definitely going to be a return on the show. There's no doubt about that. So I don't want to give away all the nuggets of wisdom just yet. But so we've got a transition towards um, a section in the show called Rapid Fire. Uh, so okay. I just shoot some questions at you um, and you answer the first thing that comes to mind. Are you ready? Okay. I am ready. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) A song that gets you through the day. One of my favorite songs is As by Stevie Wonder. Hmm. A book that's changed the way you think about work. It's called The Prayer of Jabez for Women. A gadget or app that helps you work smarter. My phone. I don't have lots of apps and gadgets, but my phone helps me work smarter. (laughs) Your advice to your youngest self. I would say don't be so hard on yourself and... Recognize that the t- even the choices you've made that feel bad or like mistakes are really valuable lessons that'll help you grow into the woman you're intended to be. Powerful. Three things that keep you centered. My faith, prayer, and my family. One thing you do to, uh, to overcome distraction. I take regular breaks from social media like at 30 60 days at a time okay i think there's just a dramatic pause that i'm queuing here now because someone needs to just sit with that for a bit um what helps you keep (laughs) your soul in check oh my gosh there's so many things okay i'll say this really fast because i know this is rapid fire but (laughs) i love (laughs) i love music I love walking in the na- in nature. I love soaking up the sun, going to the beach and being by the ocean. I love me time. I like yoga. I like spending time with my friends. I love laughing and I love to sleep. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> okay. Your advice to younger working women. I would say to the younger women, I would say enjoy the moment and don't get so caught up in trying to work towards your future that you forget about the gift of the present and to be grateful and know that you are exactly where you're supposed to be and that what God has for you is for you. No one can take it from you. You don't have to rush. It's there and it's yours. Your advice to senior women leaders. For senior women leaders, I would say to to really value your wisdom and your experience even though I know in the western culture we tend to really um, put a lot of emphasis on youth and and being young but I think there's a lot of value in being a senior woman with experiences and knowledge that you can share and help guide the younger women who need your who need your experience and your wisdom powerful absolutely powerful so um, very, very sadly, we're um, coming towards the end of this amazing interview. Um, is there anything else that you feel, any parting words that you feel like you'd really like to share with the Hungry Woman at Work listeners? Oh, that's such a beautiful question. I, I feel like I just want you to 
focus on loving yourself first and taking the best care of yourself that you possibly can in the midst of all of the things that you're doing, pursuing your dreams, your career, raising your children, starting a family, all of the things that we as women have to maintain. The the one thing that we forget about often is our own self-care. And I encourage you to put yourself first and to do more of the things that you love each day to really enjoy the present moment and to not worry about how to get there fast, to trust the process and enjoy your journey. And know, as I mentioned previously, that whatever is for you is for you. No one can take it from you. And, you know, don't compare yourself to other people, what they're doing, which you might see on social media or anywhere, because you have special gifts and unique talents and and things that God has given you specifically to live out your dreams and fulfill your purpose. Erica Blocker, it has been a privilege. Thank you for making history with us as our first Beyond Borders guest. Thank you for sharing your wisdom with us. Please know that this is not the last time we're going to be having you on the show. Um, And if you'd like to um, keep the conversation going, um, follow us on Instagram. It's Hungry Woman at Work. But um, follow Erica Blocker because this is a woman who helps you Share your dreams, pursue your dreams without any of the guilt. Thank you so much, lady. It has been an absolute privilege. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much, Navelia. It's been a true honor. Thank you for allowing me to create history with your show. I wish you (laughs) all the best. (laughs) And I would love to also have you as a guest on my show, too. Thank you for the opportunity. What an encouraging interview and what a gift that we can now connect with incredible women from all over the world. I must say that it's always been a dream of mine to have a guest on the show who's beyond South African borders and that dream has finally come true today on our dreams episode. How cool. (laughs) If you'd like to reach out to Erica Blocker, please check out momswithdreamsuniversity.com or follow her on Facebook at Erica Blocker or on Instagram at ericablocker4. That's ericablocker and the number four. I often receive questions about how one goes from writing down one's goals to actually implementing them. And I think that's a good question that all of us grapple with. Erica shared some great insights with us on that today. So instead of me rehashing that for our listener question, I encourage you to take another listen to that part of the interview. But please do keep your questions coming to our WhatsApp line on plus two seven six zero nine two one six nine seven seven or post them on Hungry Woman at Work on Instagram. I'd also like to thank our sponsor of today's show, Audiodacious, your audio content partner. Give your brand a voice with Audiodacious for podcasting, IVR and audio content solutions. Check us out at audiodacious.com. Please remember to subscribe to Hungry Women at Work on iTunes, Iono FM, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen. Until next time, let's keep dreaming. And here's to thriving at work without losing your soul.